Hello, welcome everybody. This is the Group Sales Power Hour. I am Stuart Cohen, and our number one mission here is to help travel advisors build a bigger, better group business. We've been doing this since 2015, and we've got a really big agenda today. We've got an update from uh, a good friend of mine. He's an associate VP at Celebrity Cruises with uh, interesting insight and perspective. If you remember on our last Power Hour, I had updates from several brands. And if you're wondering why I say the word brands, because I like using the word brand better than the word supplier. So uh, I'm going to read to you a statement he prepared specifically for me for you. And then we've got a whole bunch of excellent probing questions sent in by travel advisors. Uh, Maletta, uh, I don't know if you're in the audience right now, but you, you asked a bunch of questions about pricing and, and net rates. And, and I think everybody here uh, who's in the audience today, which of course are comprised of members of Group Sales Bootcamp and invited guests. And by the way, if you are an invited guest, this is your first time here, Go ahead and type into the question box, first time here. I'd love to know and welcome you here. Now, this is a highly engaging, interactive power hour. I want you to get the most out of it. It usually moves it as a, at a high speed, and it'll you'll be amazed at how fast the hour goes. And I don't want you to walk away with one nugget. I want you to walk away with a dozen. Hans has a great question about escorting. How do you know when it's right to go? And we've got a poll. So uh, momentarily, I'm going to put the poll out there for all of you in the audience to give us your feedback, because isn't it nice to know what your colleagues are doing? What's your strategy? What's your method? What, what metrics do you use to determine when it's right, when it's time, when it makes financial sense? to escort your group. So we're, we're gonna tackle that. Danny, who is just back from a, a, what looked like a great fam trip to Jamaica, uh, has got a great question that we're gonna tackle together. He's got crews in the name of his business and he's thinking of selling land. He wants to, he has to. He's gotta do that pivot. I wanna get your thoughts there. And it may, for some of you who are already doing this, you may, you may already be, uh, selling both cruise and land, but uh, uh, maybe you're not. Maybe you had to declare your niche was either all resort or all cruise, and now you've got to do the pivot. Uh, we've also got uh, an update from Karen, who's aggressively networking out there, but she has a question about group prospecting. Prop. Wow, it is time to drink some more chai tea, which has a little bit of caffeine, but I think perhaps I have had too much coffee this morning. So, mm, mm, delicious. And if you're counting hats, this is, I think this is hat number four. I have not repeated hats yet. I made that promise to you and I'm gonna stick to it. So let me check the boards here, see if there's any comments or questions as you're coming in. Nope, I did welcome in Ramona and Nancy and Hans. And you know what, even if you're not here for the first time, uh, you, you're back as an invited guest, let me know you're here. Go ahead, use your fingers, let your, uh, let your fingers do the typing or the talking so I can welcome you in. And friends, if you have a thought, if you have a question, if you have a comment, if you have an idea, the light bulb goes off as I as I dive into our top subject matter, which is virtual networking. Remember, I always like to kick off these these power hours, which is now a podcast uh, with a, a profound concept, thought, idea. I, I don't want you to feel as if you you can't contribute. You don't have a say. So make sure, even if I'm yapping away, and I'm going to be yapping away for an hour, and it's easy to do, because that's what my ADHD loves to do, is to keep talking incessantly, as my wife would say. But I hope it will, will be, of course, of substance. So I want you to type in your thought, your question, your comment, your suggestion, your idea, and share it. That's what makes these power hours so potent. 
Good morning, Karen. Karen is in the house as well. I got your, your notes too, Karen. We're going to be talking to you too. But I, friends, I want to read something to you. This is an article. It's short and sweet. And the title of it is, What's Your Virtual Networking Plan? What's your virtual networking plan? So pull up a chair, take a sip of your coffee. Let's get down to business. Conventions have ceased. Sales meetings have suspended. Coffee shop confabs have dispersed. We're all in danger of losing our networking knack. Commerce continues with or without us. Victory will go to the versatile virtual networkers. That's a mouthful. Let me say it again. Victory will go to the versatile virtual networkers since so many of us are still grounded. What's your plan? You can wait for the cocktail parties to come back or you can cleverly communicate with colleagues and acquaintances now. Emails don't count, by the way, unless you're an invitation, unless they're an invitation to chat or an informational follow up. Phone calls are fine, but so much more can be done. I suggest that now is the time for mini masterminds and tiny think tanks. I'll say that again. Mini masterminds and tiny think tanks. I'm betting that you've got a long list of ideas that need airing, issues that require aspect, viewpoints that need vetting. When you can't score a prized one-on-one -on -one with a person of interest or a potential prospect, refocus on authentic engagement. Relational time always beats transactional time. Many masterminds and tiny think tanks build integrity and trust. They resolve problems and invigorate friendships. I believe these forms of virtual networking can bring bigger benefits than the dozen business cards you collected at the last convention. So mix and mingle, meet and greet, smooze and share. Gather your thoughts and gather a group. Be a virtuous virtual networker. What do you think? This article really caught my eye, and the reason why it caught my eye is because I wrote it. Oh, man, was that nasty? I'm sorry, but I really I really love this one. <laughs> you know, I do a lot of writing for Agent at Home and uh, Travel Research Online. This one is for Travel Research Online, and it published on September 16th. I have a column called Motivationally Speaking. And uh, I, I was on a, a drive home from our lake house and this concept hit me, which, you know, about prospecting, source, sourcing new business, because I need to do the same thing in my business, friends. Not only am I your business coach here in the group arena, but, you know, I have other businesses, too. I'm a motivational speaker on that's that's within and outside the industry. How do I source new business myself? You know, and. I really wanted to table this for the kickoff discussion, and then we're going to get to your agenda, which I've already told you. I've got great information to share from my dear friend at Celebrity Cruises, and I've got a series of fantastic questions that were sent in. So this is definitely a variety show, but let's let's get back to this. Many masterminds and tiny think tanks. Hello, Kyle. Kyle said sneaky. That was sneaky, I know. Because what if you said, hey, I don't like that article. Who wrote it? That's garbage. I would have said, that's me. And you would have felt bad or you would have felt righteous. Either way, it was me. So here's my thinking, friends. Obviously, uh, we can't be out there going to all the conventions, conferences, exhibitions that maybe we would normally have. Maybe some of you have or just beginning to. But for the most part, it's really hard doing the traditional networking, shaking hands, smiling, seeing people, giving them hugs, and exchanging business cards. So I'm going to ask you all to type in right now. Go ahead. I'm going to read them. When I say the word networking, what does it mean to you? What's the goal? What's your goal of networking? Okay, go ahead and start typing in because I'm going to read that. It will be interesting to see the different perspectives of what you think is it, networking is for. OK, so I, I, I want to tell you that in my perspective, when I go to a networking event, it's I, rather than and I do a whole a workshop on this. It's not about who who do I need to give my business card to? 
it's really about who needs to meet me who in this room needs to meet me who who can i be a prospect for and who can be a prospect for me it's got you've got to have that mindset of of mutual gain friends versus and 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 we're going to lead toward my big point and my big takeaway because i want you to be a virtuous virtual networker when you network there's got to be mutual gain it can't be one-sided you know this and when's the last time you went to an event, uh, a networking event, whether it's local or you travel to a conference or convention, and, and people are coming at you and they're just selling at you? How many times have you been sold at? And you're like, okay, thanks. And they give you a card. And what do you do with their card? Because they never qualified. They just sort of gave you the set speech and were all excited. No doubt they had passion but they didn't have purpose. They never checked you out to see if you really need what they've got. You take those cards and you deposit them into the wastebasket. And friends, if you do the same thing at a networking event, right? If you sell at them, at them, not with them. And I, I'm not talking about selling here, but I'm saying if you talk at them and, not, and don't really engage where it's mutual gain, they will take your card and deposit it in, in the basket. So I just wanted to set the stage for my foundational concept of networking. And it is a give and take. It's not all about you. It's all about them. Who needs to meet you and who needs, who, who do you need to meet? And the way I like to sum it up is you're putting yourself in opportunities way. And certainly during these, these trying times for travel advisors, it's tough to put yourself in opportunities way, or is it? Well, it's time to virtually network friends. And I think the solution is many masterminds and tiny think tanks. Uh, let me see if anybody's typed in stuff here, what they, what they wrote about networking. This is important. And Karen said she liked the article. Thank you. So Karen said, find out ASAP uh, as much as, as much as possible about the other person. Danny said, networking to me is meeting new people, finding out uh, how I can help them, listening more than speaking. Bingo. Nancy says, growth, new ideas and connecting. Thank you, Nancy. Kyle said, networking should be to develop uh, relationships to see how he can help them. I love the part about relationships, Kyle, because if there's no relationship, they're not going to invite you to help them, right? And vice versa. Well, well said. Jenny, hey, Jenny, says networking to meet people and to get and make first impressions can only be done well in person. Interesting, Jenny, because I, if I don't, and I don't want to prove you wrong, because there's no doubt meeting people in person is very different than meeting people online. However, we have to adapt. We have to pivot to our current conditions. Now, don't we? So I agree with you with an asterisk that I think it's not the only way to network in person. Maybe that's the best way. However, what can we be doing now, which is virtual networking, mini masterminds and tiny think tanks. So stay tuned, Jenny. You tell me if you, if you like what I'm saying or not. That's what the show's all about. Cameron said it's all about asking great questions. Yes. High mileage questions. Karen said, I heard the best question for very shy people who don't know what to ask. Quote, where are you from? How long have you lived here? Or what brought you here? Yeah. Nancy, thank you, Nancy, for contributing, says, I want to be able to have live streams on Facebook to start getting noticed by travelers. I want to either interview one of the brands I sell or something from a destination tourist board and gear it towards what groups can do how they can have a great time at these locations. What's the best way to approach one of the brands to get them to agree to be interviewed? Ah, Nancy's asking a question here. I love it. I feel in this time of virtual reality, we need to think about out of the box and getting in, uh, getting in um, interesting people to share. And I completely agree. Nancy, I'm going to answer your question. And, that, and, and that's all part of this using, uh, you, you, you know, virtually networking, sharing information. And here it is. 
the tiny think tank. So the tiny think tank and the mini mastermind could be the same, but they could be different. You know, by definition, the think tank, and I, I'm going to read you, you know, I was studying this because I want to make sure uh, I know what the heck I'm talking about here. And and I, this is a paraphrase from smallbusiness.cron.com. It's a paraphrase. And, and I, I don't know, have you ever been in a think tank? If you're listening to me right now, do you already know what a think tank is? Normally you do it at a conference, right? You go in a room, it's on the agenda. And what do you do? You think. You try to solve problems together. You get creative. You brainstorm. Think tanks are platforms for creating and implementing solutions. They are research organizations or meetings that offer ways to affect change and communicate with people who are interested in like causes. An effective think tank requires a clear message, people who are willing to do the work, and publish their research. Now, a lot of times we think of think tanks as things that are done uh, in politics or uh, sort of civil um, uh, think tanks. Uh, but but I, I want you to think for a second about how you can do a think tank in your niche with others who are interested in talking about the same challenge and finding solutions as well. So uh, as an example, let's see here. Uh, let, let's say I'm just trying to think of somebody's uh, somebody's niche here. Who's niche? Go ahead, throw out a niche. Go ahead, somebody, go ahead, type in a niche. What's your niche or a niche you want to get into? And don't just say luxury. Don't say luxury because, uh, okay, culinary. Thank you, Karen. Culinary. Okay, what if you got a think tank together? And, and again, I'm just making this up. What, it's, what, what, what if your passion is uh, coming up with foods that are uh, gluten-free? What if that's your niche within a niche within a niche and you do group travel? And I know somebody who does. She's in New Jersey and she's actually a member of Group Sales Bootcamp. However, what if that's your niche? Now, apply this to you, of course, with your niche, because the more fine-tuned niche you have, the better. And in your think tank, you're like, well, how do we deal with when we go out to restaurants on vacation, uh, when we bring snacks? You know, how do we deal with it as families? And then you go out to other people, okay, who find this subject matter relevant, who are experts. They don't have to be other travel advisors, friends, right? They could be other experts. They could be dietitians, nutritionists. They could be other blog writers. They could be people who produce podcasts too. And you have think tanks about coming up with ideas and solutions. And one of you or all of you are willing to write an article with your findings, your research. Remember, it says you're publishing it. And you're saying, well, Stuart, what does it have to do with groups? Okay, obviously you're networking. You're forming little mini network groups with people who are like-minded, thinking about the same stuff. And then they know, guess what business you're in? You're in the group travel business. They have their own business too. They want to hear from you because maybe it ultimately will help them grow their business and it will help you grow your business. And they're going to promote this article that you're all writing and these ideas and solutions you're coming up with on their blog posts and their research, right? You know, when they publish their research, all of a sudden, let's say you have a mini think tank, you have three, maybe four people in it and you're meeting virtually and you publish the results, you know, the power of four, you can end up reaching hundreds, if not thousands of people together. And, 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 and guess what? You sprinkle in, you sprinkle in real life experiences when you have led your groups, escorted your groups. And I will have a poll for you about escorting, by the way. So stick with me. Stick with me. I need to get your answers because we have to help out Hans. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? So instead of going to, because we usually right now, we're not able to go to a local event where we might meet that nutritionist or that health coach uh, or, or that destination even or restaurant that specializes in meeting the needs of different dietary needs and restrictions. You do it virtually. And as word gets out that you are an expert in that area as it comes to travel, when you go to publish or when, when you when you reach out to promote an affinity group, 
and or if they come to you and say, hey, look, I, I'm part of an organization, a community here of of um, of gluten free lifestyles. Would you help us put something together? Am I making sense? I, I, I can't compl I complicate this. I really can't. And I call it a tiny think tank because I don't want you to think this is difficult to do, that you need a master's to run a think tank. And friends, you can go and Google this and you'll see plenty of free information on this online infographics that show you how to start a think tank, do it online, you be the leader. And wait a minute, before you start your own tiny think tank, Google it. There could be think tanks already going on and you may find a seat at their table because you're coming in from the travel and hospitality and tourism aspect. Friends, use your expertise so you have integrity, so that you, you, you bring new perspective and fresh ideas and boy, oh boy, they're gonna give you fresh ideas and perspectives now, won't you? And I'm telling you, you're gonna source new groups and it's gonna be better than the dozen business cards you collected at the last cocktail party you went to. Now, mini mastermind, mini mastermind, all right? You probably know more what a mastermind is, right? And, and you know, a mastermind could be other business owners in the same business, your colleagues, that's fine. I mean, you may be a part of another mastermind. I'm doing, as Ramona knows, and um, who else? Danny knows, I'm doing my own mastermind with uh, my dear friend and mentor and competitor, Mike Marshev, and it's specifically for travel advisors. And well, it was supposed to be in March of this year, then August, and we're, we're looking to reschedule for next year. In fact, I have a meeting with Palace Resorts coming up shortly after this podcast recording. In any case, how I get off track, okay? The mastermind can be with your colleagues, but I'm not talking about that kind of networking friends right now. I'm not talking about a networking group where you get support and solutions and assistance from your colleagues who are facing the same challenges. I'm talking about a mastermind again, similar to the think tank, but in that field, in that specific field, that niche. And friends, if you're not, if you're not practicing a niche yet, if you haven't picked it, if you haven't uh, really declared, hey, this is my passion, this is my purpose, then if this isn't encouragement enough, then let it be your big takeaway from today. So our mastermind, uh, this is this, I, I just gleaned this, again, paraphrased from uh, a site called alternativeboard.com because this is great for smaller businesses who don't have a board meeting, who don't have an HR exec, a marketing exec, a sales exec, uh, for, you know, this kind of stuff. You do masterminds. And it could be called a peer advisory group, but again, we're not talking about that because I'm, I'm specifically showing you how to use, leverage a mini mastermind and tiny think tank for marketing purposes. You're not selling anything. You're only selling your ideas and your expertise. You're not selling any product. But just by participating and showcasing what you know that they don't, that's, that's something. That's something special. You're building relationships, friendships, and you know, you, you know, BNI, you know, it'd be, you, who here's a member of BNI? You go around, you, yeah, everyone gets to 30 seconds and, and everyone's in different disciplines and you talk business too. And, and there's business that transacts there. So this is, this is not a new concept. So masterminds are made up of a group of small business owners, usually no more than a dozen. If I'm talking many, make it even smaller, sometimes in the same field, but oftentimes in non-competing industries. There you go. Validates my concept here, non-competing industries. So Danny, if it's photography for you, you can do this. Hans, if it's the uh, the not-for-profit uh, that you do, you could, you could do the same exact stuff. Uh, Karen, uh, your culinary tours. It, you could do the same exact stuff. It could be restaurant, you know, this kind of stuff. We go on and on. Uh, mastermind groups that will help proactive entrepreneurs. Proactive entrepreneurs accelerate their personal and professional growth. Bringing together a group of, of peers is effective because it allows each member to experience new perspectives and deep support. And at the same time, what are you doing? You're networking in a virtual setting. Now, remember, you can create your own or you can attend an existing one. So if you're not really pumped up about creating your own, 
then then go join one first and 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 let that be the driver let that let let that kick it off watch how others do it let me read some comments here karen said this is mine it's 12 years of doing culinary trips 12 years karen's committed to it and now she gets invited to speak at events right karen you were invited to speak did it happen was did it already happen at, at a fashion show a fashion show but they needed your expertise right it was just brilliant what you came up with see i love the collaborative ideas going on now the pivots businesses are making i just read an article locally here uh, we have an outdoor brand new outdoor venue they open up this brand new it's part of the uh, germantown athletic center and the germantown performing arts center and it's two and a half miles from me as we sit here right now that's where i swim uh they have an annual uh, half marathon i do that every year it starts in the parking lot um and they have a concert series that's second to none and they just open up an outdoor venue in the middle of this pandemic oh my gosh so they've gotten very creative they've involved and i guarantee you it happened because of networking now they're going to do a social distancing outdoor event where there's going to be music there's going to be a restaurant so they parted with a band they part or bands they partnered with a restaurant group they partnered with a catering company they brought all these other businesses in together they have created a product and they're they're going to do business so why can't you create a mini mastermind a tiny think tank and create new business Karen says, yes, it does make sense. I have a friend who is a dietitian, never thought of doing this. Friends, I don't know why, and, and this is me too. We get stuck in our own practice, our own profession. And I hear this all day long. Uh, you know, and, and somebody posted in, we have a Facebook group called the Group Sales Success Summit. Uh, and I posted this article that I just read to you, uh, uh, right? That was in, uh, it's in my column called Motivationally Speaking. And she said, I, I don't understand. I, you know, I'm looking to get new group business. How will a think tank or a mastermind help? This is how. And I forgot your name. I wouldn't say your last name, but I would say your first name. So I hope you're listening right now to my response of exactly how to leverage these for marketing purposes and make it all gain, all gain. Okay, all gain, no pain, all gain. Karen says fashion show uh, with the travel theme for the women's club hadn't been delayed until January. There you go. It was delayed. Okay. Now I want to get to, uh, so again, if you have any thoughts, concepts, and even if, even if we hang up this, this, we end this now, well, it's not going to end now. Okay. I want to hear your ideas. Show me who out there is bold enough to do this either join another mastermind or a think tank or create one and it's not about the new business you get it's about step one doing it taking action not waiting for the events of the world to change but making change growing trying new ways of engaging with potential collaborative partners and friends, all the ways you define, all the ways you define what a uh, a networking group, what networking is to you. So I want to read you um, what Celebrity Cruises. I don't know if you remember. Again, two weeks ago, I had a whole series of my my friends who are uh, executives at a variety of companies. This uh, was uh, Globus. Uh, last time it was Royal Caribbean. Um, who else? It was uh, uh, it was uh, uh, Howard at the Playa, right? Playa. So we got some great perspectives. So check this perspective out. Then then we're going to dive into the poll, and then we're going to dive into the questions sent to me that I think you're going to find fascinating. All about uh, net pricing, or what's in a name, um, and uh, and prospecting. So here here's Ron, he's an associate VP at Celebrity Cruises, North America, national accounts and trade relations. When I worked at Celebrity Cruises, I, we started the same day, many moons ago. I was director of key account sales and we were both directors of key account sales and we've been friends ever since. And I said, hey, Ron, 
Give me something important, up-to-date, insight, perspective I can share with travel advisors right now today. And here, I'm going to read you exactly what he wrote. All right. Remember, this is an inside scoop. If you don't have group space now, get some. There is pent-up demand for crews. And once protocols slash safety measures are announced and the CDC gives us the go-ahead, which many cruise lines feel would be November, December, the ships will start sailing. And people will begin booking and the prices will go up quickly as the ships fill. All right. So, I mean, that's probably fairly obvious to you. But and and one thing I want to say is, you know, in, in on this group sales power hour in my group sales boot camp, we focus on affinity groups. So, Maleta, if you're on right now, you said that you do affinity groups. That's awesome. That's what we're focused on here. And I know Ron says, go get that group space now. And, and that may, am I trying to insinuate that, hey, go get the promotional space? No, not necessarily, but that's where you need to have your conversations with some of your unclients, an unclient meaning perhaps you had a group with them in the past and they haven't rebooked, so they're an unclient. Do you like that? They're an unclient. And you start looking forward and now you start grabbing some space. So I'm not saying loosey-goosey, willy-nilly, just go block space for, for promotional purposes. Now, I'm, I'm saying for affinity group purposes. Let me continue. If you have group space, your price with added amenities are locked in compared to those just selling in the fluid FIT world. Remember, ships will be selling at 50 to 65% capacity, so they will quicker. Now this is big. Pay attention. There is a perception prices will be low. We feel the opposite since there will be a lot less ship sailing at the start and sailing at less capacity. So demand is expected to be higher than supply for the first time in a while. Are you still listening? And prices will rise. Group space protects your customers from that and gives your agency an advantage versus those that didn't take out any space. That's from Ron, Associate VP of Celebrity. I wanted to share this with you hot from the presses. It is one more thing he wanted, really wanted me to remind you of, friends, and that is hotels have cut group booking commissions. So I'm just reading you what he's provided to me. My guess is you read the news, as I do too, but he wants me to remind you that hotel chains have been dropping commissions on groups from 10 down to 7%. Have you heard that? Have you heard that news? And he listed a few of them, Hyatt, Hilton, Marriott, Starwood. And cruise lines remain the same. Commissions remain the same, plus their rewards program plus the rewards program, okay? And cruise lines on average are 14 to 16% on groups. So I just wanna read that there, see if anybody had any uh, comments on that. And I, I wanna to go to Nancy's question since she typed it in. And, and we've talked about this before and I absolutely wanna answer your question, which is that Nancy wants to do live streams on Facebook to start getting noticed by travelers. And she wants to interview the brands. And she wants to know what the best way to approach the brands to get them to agree to be interviewed. Uh, so if you've done this, go ahead and type in your solution. Type in what you've done, because I know some of you have already done it. And I know that uh, uh, the last podcast, I don't know if you listened to, and I, I need to start promoting the podcast because it's it's now on Apple, it's on Stitcher, it's on TuneIn, it's on uh, Spotify, it's, it's everywhere. I'm very, very excited, so listen to it. But I kicked off the last podcast, the last power hour with my dear friend and expert from Amr Waterways, okay? And he was on and he gave us his perspective too. And he, it was, it was amazing. He, one of the first things he said was, we want to, we're begging you, we'd love to. I don't know if he said beg. We want to do live stuff with you. Invite us to do a webinar. Invite us to do a presentation. Invite us to do a FaceTime Live. So, Nancy, here's the really easy answer to what seems like a complicated question. You just ask. 
before you do put a plan together a one-page dossier a one-page a hot sheet if you will hey look I started off my career out in the field I was a DSM with Costa and Princess okay I started off in the field and then I and then I I, I kept growing and growing and then I became to the manager then the director level of the field sales team. I'm gonna tell you right now if you want me as as the brand to participate Nancy I, I, I can't see that it's been given no thought so just get a piece of paper and map out your plan and this is networking right here this is beautiful networking you're networking with them and you're networking with your followers so what's the purpose of this how's it gonna go down what do you need from me as the brand to participate just ask I'm here to tell you and I think everyone in the audience right now maybe not everyone but so many of you have already had experiences doing some kind of a recording some kind of a broadcast whether it's FaceTime live or not with one of their brands one of their preferred brands okay uh, uh, Nancy said here uh, will interview fellow members of ATTA Adventure Travel Trade Association that I've been uh, uh, meeting with um, from my next article so she's uh, she has three 21 day sessions on whatsapp so she's she's participating uh, so when you say you've been meditating with or meeting with Nancy because it looks like meditating and that's fine I'm all for meditating I do it myself it's not easy for an ADHD brain but I try my best but so so there you go um, Nancy G and Nancy D we've got two different Nancy's here but Nancy's done it and Danny said I've been doing this for over a year by reaching out to executives I know and have interviewed some of them all you can do is ask and all they can say is yes or no right so Nancy G let me know if that helps so we're all here telling you go Nancy go Nancy G come up with a purpose come up with your concept one page and and get those invitations out and I guarantee you're going to be successful I really do all right here comes the poll da, 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 launch poll everybody watch the screen and, and for those of you who are listening to the podcast right now I'm gonna read you what the question is on the poll the question is what is your metric for determining when you should escort a cruise group? And, and this poll question was inspired by bootcamp member Hans because, uh, and he's the executive director of the Nonprofit Travel Alliance that he created. So go ahead and answer the questions. I'm gonna give you what the options are. And by the way, you can, you can actually select more than one answer, friends. What is your metric for determining when you should escort a cruise group? Select one or more of the following. Is it based on the TC, which is typically earned at eight staterooms, of course, in cruising, based on the complexity of needs, not the TC, not the guest count, based on their choice to have me escort or not, based on guest count of 20 or more people, or your other option is I have never escorted any of my groups so I'm going to give you another few seconds to answer that because I'm going to read the results and then and we're going to go right to Hans's question and then uh, then Mileta we've got a lot to cover and I want to make sure I get to everybody where's Hans here we go uh, here we go here we go I'm going to uh, I'm going to close the poll and I'm going to share the results there we go so everyone who's listening or watching right now you'll see the results what is your metric for determining when you should escort a cruise group so we've uh, because you could answer more than one time 25% of you say based on the TC which is typically eight statements 25% of you say based on guest count of 20 more people so that's a tie Hans are you paying attention and now twice that number of people 50% actually said based on the complexity of needs not the TC or guest count and it's tied equally with based on their choice to have me escort or not so hands down 
the two most popular answers for what is your metric for determining when you should escort a cruise group is a tie between based on complexity of needs, not the TCO guest count, and a tie with based on their choice to have me escort or not. And something I, I, want, I want to tell you, I'm, I'm going to hide the results right now and, and, and come back to you, is that, look, look, if you've got a client, and we're not going to dive deep into this, we've got too much else to cover, maybe we'll do it on another, on another power hour, but if, if you know in your heart of hearts, friends, very important, listen to me, that, that you know that whoever the group leader is or the group leaders are, they won't be able to handle the complexities of this group and there's so much opportunity for things to go wrong and you're scared and you know that when they go on their trip, you're going to be awake 24 hours, 72 hours for a week nonstop, no sleep because you fear there's so many moving parts and you really should be there, then friends, it's your job. I don't care if they tell you, we don't need you, we don't want you. You need to say, no, I am not going to do this to you because I, I, I will be awake for a whole week while you're away. Would you like me to list the ways things can go wrong, especially if they've never done it before together or if it's a higher guest count, but more importantly, if it's a complex group where there's a lot of moving parts, you need to be there. You just need to be there. So I, I hope uh, uh, oh, Nancy says, thank you. You're very welcome. And Hans uh, says, you uh, says, excellent questions. Thank you so much. So Hans, I hoped I, I helped with that because he, here's Hans's dilemma. I'm working on a cruise group for August 2021, Royal Carib, seven-night uh, Caribbean. I've never had a question about, I've never had a question about whether or not to escort because they always want me to escort them. That's awesome. Friends, the best case scenario, you have so successfully positioned yourself as, uh, as such a critical component of success that there is no option here. Hans, I need, we need to have you there because you know what? I'm the group leader and I don't want to be worried about having the restaurant prepared. I don't want to worry about the audio video set up in the meeting room. We, we can't afford to be embarrassed by things going wrong. So Hans, are you up to the task of taking all responsibility should something go wrong? It'll be your fault. And if it goes perfect, it'll be your fault. Hans steps up and he positions himself as, as an invaluable part of the success. And I hope you all can do that. He goes on to say, I do believe there should be a minimum number of cabins booked and it's not economical for me to escort. I get that. What are your thoughts on escorting? And that, that's where he said his initial thoughts are a minimum of eight cabins, at least one TC. So I want to tell you something, friends. I know, and Hans, listen, I know that there's a financial, a very critical financial metric you need to consider. So Hans, here was my advice to you and everybody else who is faced with the same dilemma, to escort or not to escort. And, and this is you know, when it's a definite. You've got to go. You know you need to go. And I would say that, you know, it, it can't be based on the, the eight cabins earning the one TC, because frankly, that's something that wasn't your decision. That was a decision made by the cruise line brand when you earn the TC, right? So it has nothing to do, I believe, that that metric has nothing to do with your decision whether you should escort or not. Because it should be, should you be there or not? Yes. And if it's, and, and this would be eight cabins, 16 people. And if it's only 12 people and you know, Hans and everybody, you need to be there, then you, and you may not earn the TC. And if you can't get that as an amenity where you get some kind of relief from that, right? Maybe you pick an amenity that enables you to earn faster, okay? Uh, or you can use an amenity that allows you to earn higher commission that you need to just build yourself into the package price. Now, don't you? So, you know what I'm saying, Hans? You can't let that decision be based on someone else's metric because that's their metric. It has nothing to do, I think, with your determination if you should go or not. At the end of the day, if it's only 12 people and you know they're never going to earn TC and you know you need to be there, you need to bake yourself into the price. So um, <clears throat> I hope that helps you. And now I want to move to um, Maletta, who asked a series of great questions. Uh, excellent points. You're very welcome, Hans. Hold on. 
So this is interesting. Amaletta is a luxury travel advisor with Pro Travel International. She's a virtuoso member. And, and I want to get everybody, I want to get your feedback on this because this is about pricing and net pricing. So everyone pull up a chair, pay attention, help out your colleague. Will you help out your colleague here? First of all, she says, thanks for a help, helpful virtuoso travel week talks. You're very welcome. Uh, yes, I was truly honored to be a uh, trainer, a speaker at this year's virtuoso travel week, which of course was uh, held 100% online, but it was my first time for the client I've always wanted to have. And I was persistent and I was passionately persistent and I formed friendships. And you know why I got the gig? Because uh, my writing these articles caught their attention. Hey, this guy Cohen, all right, he makes some sense. He makes some sense. Let's have a conversation to see if, if he can come help our travel advisors grow their business. Here's what she says. Now listen, because I need your feedback. My groups are primarily affinity. Cruise groups, most group leaders are highly motivated and organized. So I have a few questions about net pricing for groups. She asks, uh, cruise lines offer such competitive pricing. How do I offer net pricing? How do you, how do you deal with net pricing? So here's my answer to you. You know, in, in, in with cruise lines, uh, they don't typically offer net pricing. You can always ask. Uh, it, and it could be, depending on the size of your group, Mileta, and I don't know, you didn't say it, but sometimes you can get a partial ship charter. Okay, I did that on the river cruise, April 2017, the I'm a Christina, I did a partial ship river cruise and I got net pricing. So it is possible to get truly net pricing, but there's definitely going to be different contracts in place. There's definitely going to be um, minimums. And of course, that's high risk. Naturally, anything in a charter, you're paying up front, you own it, whether you sell it or not. But he, but because you're always going to earn a commission, and listen, everybody, and if you're in boot camp, you know what I'm about to say. You should never be selling the bare bones, stripped down, off the shelf product ever, never in a group environment, ever. Hi, Ceci. Do you mind me saying hello to Ceci? Dear friend Ceci, I hope you're well. We need to connect. Sorry. I can't see you, but I see your name. And it, give, it gives me such a big smile. I see so many names that give me such a big smile. Sorry, back to business here. You can, you, you need to net that price down because if you're following my expert advice of never selling the bare bones trip down off-sale product and you're creating a package and two weeks ago, we talked specifically about how, why it's so important to create a package, then it's critical that you net everything down because you're going to be using multiple suppliers, right? And and maybe you're going to be getting some of the uh, add-ons and other inclusions through the cruise line, maybe not. But you may be going outside. You may use peripheral suppliers. You may use a company like Resort for a Day, a company that I founded uh, back in 2008, now owned by World Travel Holdings. But you want to find peripheral suppliers that will meet your needs and they may give you a commission rate, but there's a bigger chance they're going to give you a net rate. At the end of the day, Maletta, you want to take all the numbers and net it down and you put the markup in. That is fair and reasonable. Fair and reasonable markup so you make profit. Fair and reasonable profit so it's competitive. And remember, your price point, Maletta, will always be higher than anybody else because you are making it. Hans and Danny and who else is in the house are going to know the answer to this. Kyle, uh, <clears throat> Karen, uh, Ramona, all, you know the answer to this. Why? Because you're going to make your package more inclusive. You're going to make your package more inclusive. So your price point is always going to be higher. And they sit down and they, and they try to say, wow, all this, yeah, all this is built in. Well, you know, because they're going to say, wow, why is price point so much higher? Well, that's because... I, You've given me the ability to negotiate harder on your behalf to create a special package. And no, you cannot have a breakdown of all the price points because I'm forbidden to do that. Because in order for me to get special price points, I've gotten special rates. And therefore, they are not to be dis uh, uh, distributed and seen. OK. So uh, her next question is uh, now, listen, everybody, I want, I want to get your answer. Don't I have to present cruise rates separately from taxes and fees to do the group legally? Go. Give me some answers, friends. I'm going to read it again. 
she's asking, do I have to present cruise rates separately from the taxes and fees to do the group legally? Okay, because I'm here suggesting the package. And, and this is sort of a response to uh, the uh, training that I did for, for, um, for Virtuoso. And Karen said, why would you want to share net pricing? No, nope, she's not going to be sharing net pricing. I don't even think that's even an option, but I think it's about how to get the net pricing, how to deal with it. Uh, and Ceci said, oh, you're very welcome. Danny said, no. Ray said, not sure. Hans said, many cruise lines will allow you to do a value add of sometimes up to $100 per person. That's what I'll be doing with my group. Uh, so remember, and this way they could take full payment. Karen said, no. Ramona said, I would include taxes and fees. So here's the answer. The answer is uh, you can craft a package and say it, it is more inclusive. Be very careful saying all inclusive, right? Unless it truly is. And in more inclusive meaning you can include taxes and fees and so forth. You can do that and you can say taxes and fees are included. And I, I, what we're hearing is we don't believe it's a legal issue, whether you break it out or not. But I would like to suggest that it can't hurt. It can't hurt because taxes and fees are pretty high. So you could say, here's your, your more inclusive package price. Yes, taxes and fees are included, which equate to or see page two, which equate to, you know, $319 per person. That's already included. That's okay because they're probably going to scratch their heads. So few travel advisors present packages that they, that they may need to see the number. Oh, okay. So that really is in there. Cool. Okay. And then, um, then here's the final question. Am I obligated to give the passenger the cruise line copy of their booking? Am I obligated to give the passenger a cruise line copy of their booking? So I'm here to tell you, and you can go ahead and type in if you want, friends, but I, I know that you certainly don't want to give the, the cruise line copy that reveals all the stuff that the, the consumer doesn't need to see, right? Your pricing, the commissions, all that kind of stuff, obviously. And if you're packaging it, there's no reason why you need to show that. However, right, friends, you know where I'm going with this. They have to see the cruise line terms and conditions, or at least have a link to it. And we all know that every guest, every consumer has to sign the, uh, the, the passenger passage contract, right? So there, there's things that the consumer have to sign, have to see. However, it can be your invoice with your own terms and conditions also, with your own waiver, if they choose not to take insurance, which you cannot include in the price, by the way, you can include it. It's illegal to say insurance included. There are ways of building in, getting creative. At the end of the day, uh, they have to have to be able to opt out if they want. That's a whole other discussion. So I hope Melita that helps. And Karen and uh, Ceci both both agree with that. Okay, I want to get to Danny's comment here. Listen, everybody, we've got oh my goodness, under seven minutes left, and I want to knock it out of the park because this is this is really important stuff. Danny said. Uh, and Danny's company name is Danny's Luxury Cruise Vacations. So, friends, uh, what do you think? Uh, Danny says that, of course, he promotes cruises, but uh, while that will continue to be his full focus, he's working on pivoting and also showing that he's more than just cruises. Now, of course, we all know there are franchises out there. There are plenty of businesses that have cruise in the name and they also do other business because they don't want to miss out on those bookings. We all know that some consumers, some clients will do a cruise, let's say every the year and in between they'll do a resort, right? We all know that, that that's obvious. So, uh, so he's saying that, you know, he believes it'll not only help grow his all inclusive business, uh, and show prospects and clients that it's that it's okay to travel because he just came back from fam trips, but he's specifically going on fam trips. He's just back from Jamaica uh, where he's visiting some of these resorts uh, to showcase that he's going there too. He's not just talking the talk and he's promoting this. So here's what I want to say to that, everybody. If you've got 
something in the name of your business and let's say it's cruise or let's say it's just resorts and you want to pivot and also sell other product i think that's great i think that's fine especially these days because you you would rather capture more of their business and lose some of it and you may have an expert on your team or a colleague to handle that if that's your expertise however what danny's doing is he's demonstrating so there's two things here friends listen up he's demonstrating he's not just talking the talk and saying oh look at this um where did he go he went to uh, Sandals and the Grill, uh, and then he's going to Can uh, to Cancun uh, to visit Charisma Hotels. He's going there and showing, here I am at this resort. So he's he's walking the walk, not just talking the talk. And he's he's sent, he's taking pictures, he's showing video, he's sharing it with his clients. So they say, oh, look, check this out. Danny's not all about cruising, but Danny, here's the second thing you need to do. Listen, everybody. Second thing you need to do, if your clients are definitely used to cruise brands and understanding that level of experience, of service, of food. The, what you need to do is make it relatable. So when you talk about uh, Sandals Negril, when you talk about Charisma Hotels, what I want you to do, Danny, and everybody, is related to a similarity. Every sentence should say, okay, at this resort, we've got this, which is similar to what you'd experience on Regent, on Silver Sea, or if you get the penthouse suite on board this Norwegian cruise line ship. You see what I'm saying? Because maybe in their world, they've only cruised, they've only talked cruise, and, and, and maybe you're, you're tempting them, teasing them, intriguing them. Hey, maybe I can do, get the same level of, of, uh, of luxury experience at a resort. You follow what I'm saying? Make it relatable. Say, hey, if you're used to receiving this on the ship, well, you can't really get this at a resort. However, here's how they handle this. You see what I'm saying? Connect all the dots so that you're make you're talking cruise and resort. You're still you're you're proving to people that you're not getting away from your passion and your purpose to sell a luxury cruise vacations, but you're showing how the resort is also a comparable option you want to show comps c-o-m-p-s comps i hope that helps hey trinita trinita's in the house okay um so danny i wanted to get to that and then i have here hold on nobody leave by the way you know we started off with this conversation about tiny think tanks and mini masterminds i i really i'm really serious have i inspired anybody to do something like this i want to know give it some thought and again, the more defined niche you're in, the better it will be to come up with a tiny think tank or mini mastermind that you could do virtually and you will collaborate. You will network. It's virtual networking, friends. That's what it is. It's networking and it serves a greater purpose. All right. We're going to end with this. Karen from South Lake Travel. She's a CTC. She says, suddenly I'm in a panic. Time is racing now. And we're about to be in the fourth quarter. Pretty quick. I'm excited. I've had three amazing bookings this past week. Everyone, give it up for Karen. She's had three amazing bookings this week. That's awesome. I love to hear it. I love to hear good news like that. Along with a new destination wedding uh, in April. But she's in a panic thinking I should be getting more done to prepare for 2021. And Karen, I hope you don't mind me sharing because, you know, it's all about inspiring each other here on this Power Hour podcast. She's sending out, uh, sending out a great article that she founded Luxury Travel Advisor to her A-list of people, 25 people, but it's her A-list. I love it. How many of you are sharing interesting articles with select clients, select clients or unclients, as it were. She's sending out postcards to the others, right? You can't send the same thing to everybody, friends, because they're going to get off your list because they realize you're not talking to them. And finally, she's getting a newsletter out and uh, one to brides because that's that's a specialty as well. Remember, Karen was on before and she her culinary travel is really her purpose and passion. But she says, I don't seem to find time in the week to do any prospecting for groups. So I don't know, uh, I, I know, you know, I, she says, uh, she's saying to me, I know you don't like prospecting for groups per se, but what, what should I be doing? What should I be going after? So look, listen, everybody, listen. If she, 
if you're already uh, uh, sharing interesting articles you have found with select clients saying, I read this and thought of you, here it is, even though you're sending 25 people. If sending out postcards with other relevant information to everybody else on your list, if you're getting your newsletter out to other people, it's important that all of your communications talk at some kind of a group element. That's how you prospect. You just talk about it. When you led a group to blah, 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 you blah, 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 or I can't wait to go back with a group to do this here. So Karen and everybody, groups are your thing because you're here on the Group Sales Power Hour podcast. It's important that groups becomes part of every conversation you have. And don't just tell them, hey, I do groups. Pick me, pick me. We're winding down. Seconds left to go. Hang on. Nobody's dismissed yet. Don't just tell them you, you want to share a relatable story, which could be a sentence or a paragraph. Don't put pressure on yourself. Maybe even show a picture. Okay, something that you did in the past or you're excited to do, can't wait to experience. You want to ask, right? I'm going to end on this. You don't want to tell people you do groups. You want to ask. You want to ask the question, what big events are on your horizon? What big celebrations are coming up that I can help with? Maybe we could take you and the group someplace very special. And there you go. I hope you've enjoyed today's Power Hour podcast. Send me your input, feedback, comments, suggestions, and ideas. Remember, tiny think tanks and many masterminds are brilliant ways to virtually network when it's real hard to do it in person today. I am so grateful for the time you gave me, spent with me. For those of you who sent questions and comments in, I thank you. See you again soon. Huzzah!